Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Listeners, to another episode of Daily Fantastic Fest podcasting. We have gone full gorilla. We are garage gorillas. We're on the top of the Alamo Draft House parking garage. There are crickets. There is a skyline. It is blessedly cool. It is 2.12 in the morning. That as well. <laughs> and it has been a long second day of Fantastic Fest, but an amazing one nonetheless. Pretty straightforward. Not a lot of shenanigans. Just awesome movie experience. Yeah, this was your first full movie day of Fantastic Fest ever. So and you, it was you whew. know right right from the oh my god, it's too early to wake up to the oh my god, I've sho- I've shoved th- so many things into my eyeballs. I don't remember what I watched this morning. Yeah, we actually had to make a list to remind ourselves what we saw today <laughs> because we saw so much oh, stuff. Oh god. So, so yeah, we woke up way too early. Uh, I mean, I got to bed at 3, and then I woke up like around 8-ish, so that's five hours of sleep, and it's 2 a.m. This is not going to get any better. I'm starting to wonder about my longevity, but I'm going to do this. I am so going to do this. Oh, you are. Oh, you are. I will make you. Well, this is going to make me. Oh, God. (laughs) All right, so we started out the day... I believe I did brag that I had won today, and did. I did totally win today. Holy shit, you did. So the first movie I got to see today was Victoria, which is a German film. It is shot all in one take. It is over two hours. It is two hours and 15 minutes, and it is shot all in one take. And I was chatting with Cargill afterwards, and I said, I'm really curious about the, like, the process of making it. Because there's no way they did that on the first try. And he said, no, they had to do it. It took them three tries. And because... It is so long, and it is in real time, mm-hmm. and it does cover so much distance, right, that they basically would start at like 4.30 in the morning, and if they screwed up, that was it for the night, and they had to make another go another time. Mm-hmm. So imagine being the person that causes <laughs> them to call a halt when like maybe you're an hour and 45, and it's like, no, that just fucked everything up. Yeah. Oh, shit, man. But um, it was really, I really, really liked it. I do agree with Cargill. It's about 20 minutes too long. But it goes unexpected places. It's, um, it's got the verisimilitude of being in real time. So it's, it's very honest and uh, very real feeling. And the leading actress is amazing. And you really do connect with her. And you connect with all of these characters and it's not any surprise that when that things will go south, and they do, that when they do go, start going south, that you you know who these people are, and you really do care. Mm-hmm. So I do actually recommend it. It is it is a little long, but you know what? It's worth the time investment, mm-hmm. right? So I, I I give it top top marks. Loved nice, it. excellent. I I heard a lot of good things from people coming out of that theater. So um, um, also there are crickets up here on this garage. So if you hear me go eek. Right. It's all right. It's only a cricket. I'm chasing the crickets away, dear listeners. It's fine. 
there's they're, they're big black crickets. You know, to be fair, we're in the dark, <laughs> and we've been watching Fantastic Fest movies all day, so freaky things can happen. So anyway, um, in that time slot, I saw a movie called Ruined Heart, which I don't recommend. Um, sadly, it's it's an interesting thing interesting thing to watch i i found it interesting enough that i didn't hate it i i didn't dislike it but i didn't like it either um it is a kind of a musical beat poem opera thing um that's made by a filipino kind of auteur director in collaboration with a really talented cinematographer which kind of means that it has no plot whatsoever it has like a music video's worth of plot and it tells it very poorly like i read the synopsis of the movie after the movie because i it's like what the hell was going on oh that's what was going on that uh, that did not read but shot by shot and you know scene by scene like the individual scenes would be just interesting to watch the the visuals were really amazing there really wasn't any dialogue except for just a smattering here and there it was it was just you know cinematographer run rampant plus music so you know there there's a certain value to that and the characters you know despite the plot not working there are actually like emotional moments that work which which is interesting. So, anyway, that's what Ruined Heart was. So, if you stumble into it, you know, it's worth watching. But, uh, you know, just for the kind of novelty of it. But I wouldn't say seek it out. So, uh, round two, um, I lucked into Anomalisa, mm-hmm. which is... <clears throat> pardon me. Oh, which is Charlie Kaufman. And I can't remember. He co-directed it. And I'm a jerk who doesn't remember the less famous person's name and I even I even got to meet them but it's um it's his latest effort it is puppetry it is stop motion puppetry mm. and it is really well done uh-huh. I'm I mean you when you find out how it's done it it's it's like well of course they can get some subtlety but nonetheless I found myself at different times forgetting that I was watching puppets mm-hmm. because it was so fluid and so engaging. And um, and the story is pretty typically, you know, Kaufman-esque in that, you know, there's a, a central guy who feels lost in his life mm-hmm. and he's searching for something, some anchor to it. Um, I, I resonated to it because, you know, I'm going through my own midlife crisis, yo. So I really appreciated what it was... Even though it didn't end on a happy note, it didn't end on a complete downer, and it reinforced the idea that ultimately it's up to you to figure out how to be happy, and you can't find it just by finding somebody new. Right. If you're not happy in yourself, it won't matter. Go away. Go away. Go away. No. I don't know why why you all crawling towards me. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. If they crawl on me, I might actually freak out. Okay, sorry. You'll have to edit that out. I'm so sorry. So um, I was hoping not to do that, but no, you can leave it in. People will enjoy it. Okay. Anomalisa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's and it's only a three person cast mm-hmm. because it's uh, David Thewlis as the main voice with Jennifer Jason Lee as the second the second main voice, and then Tom Noonan does every other voice. It's one of the delightful things that he doesn't. He's so lost in his own personal sense of reality. Mm-hmm. He's so self-involved. 
everybody else in the world is all voiced by Tom Noonan. Interesting. Everybody. Everybody is Tom Noonan. I approve of that. Yeah, it's a really interesting choice. Yeah. So um, it, it was something that everybody was talking about, really wanting to see. So I feel lucky I got to see it. Cool. Uh, in that time slot, I saw Dare Bunker, which was like my last choice in that time slot. But I was like, well, you know, here, I'm here. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Oh, it, good. It's a, it's a German movie. It is, okay, this is how I've been explaining it all day. Imagine a 1990s comedy starring David Spade as an eight-year-old. And then imagine it being found by Germans who don't quite understand it, but they decide to make a remake of it. That's Dare Bunker. <laughs> it, it is kind of weirdly arty, also a comedy, surrealist something or other. I don't know what it is, but I was very fascinated by it, and it was well done for whatever the fuck it was trying to do. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you were pleasantly surprised yeah, by it. It was, it was really interesting. And, and hearing the director talk about it afterwards, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I was reading that right. That It was doing what I think it maybe was trying to do and uh he he has a good humor about it 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 is kind of this weird comedy but not necessarily something you might laugh at <laughs> it's yeah it's bizarre bizarre weird movie <laughs> and i did enjoy it i i was strangely fascinated by it so um after round 2 and before round 3 um i did actually listeners get to meet charlie kaufman yay i was so i i didn't actually squee i he's very tiny first off and he, he's very soft-spoken mm -hmm. and oh i should mention that before we before anomalisa anomalisa we got to see don hertzfeld's latest animation oh my god uh uh end of the i want to say end of the world is the name of it but it mm -hmm. was it was super delightful and i don hertzfeld's younger than i oh he's a he's a little hipster boy yeah i I always pictured him older. I don't know why. But he, it's two voices because it's a girl and an, and an older woman. And the girl is his niece, his four-year-old niece at the time. And he's like, yeah, I thought I could direct a four-year-old. No, you, you can't direct no. a four-year-old. So he, And he talked about that he basically just was recording while they were drawing pictures. And then he had to build the script around just whatever he had managed to get out of her. <laughs> that is going to be what this character talks about in this movie and it was <laughs> it was a really delightful little film i really liked it i do recommend that so um so anyway i i they walked out and there's Ch charlie kaufman standing there and there's nobody like blocking me from getting to him so i'm like well i'm gonna walk up and tell him i really love his movies and i did yay and he was very sweet and very kind and generous and it was it just sort of made my day <laughs> to get to tell somebody that I like their work. Yeah. So anyway, so mm -hmm. heading into round three, I got to see Men and Chicken, which was another hot ticket. <laughs> we, parking garage, listeners. Parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. It's all right. No, no. Okay. Podcast happening in every corner in this town. It's a beautiful view of the city. It is. It's amazing. This is Try climbing on top of the building. Oh, I have. I've gone around that Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. They don't often lock the ladders and shit. You can uh, climb up and see all of it from the other yeah. Oh, yeah. We've actually tried to. We've thought about putting a pool. 
<laughs> um, do we? Do I go on? <laughs> yes, please okay. go. Please continue, Wendy. <laughs> do y'all want to smoke? Oh no, we're no, good. Thanks. We're good. Um, Austin, dear listener. <laughs> do y'all want to smoke? Um, <laughs> so anyway, I got into Men and Chicken, which was another hot ticket. Mm-hmm. Everybody, so a movie everybody's been talking about. It's Mads Mikkelsen um, with a Norwegian, Swedish, some sort of Scandinavian director. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I cannot remember. My brain is going a little bit. Um, this... This was a tip, more typical Fantastic Fest movie, yeah. right? Um, it, quirky, weird, um, definitely a little like on 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 the kilter, right? Mm-hmm. Just what's happening here? So barely on the kilter, falling off the edge of the yeah, kilter. Yeah, falling off the kilter, just yes. what tilted, okay. just really tilted, and um, but it was. It was right in my wheelhouse. Okay. Because I like I like weird movies, but I don't like it when they get so weird that it becomes self-involved, right? Or it starts to it, it distances me because I'm like I don't feel like I'm in on the joke, or I don't know. Like you went too far for me. This was perfect. Mm-hmm. These characters are first real and second fucked up, <laughs> and the the third act just went someplace completely unexpected and you I yeah you want to see it you do you just do and laugh out loud laugh out loud funny script and Mads Mikkelsen knocks it out of the park he is a comedic genius who knew (laughs) oh you're getting a friend under your bag there Uh, he'll he'll be okay okay um and uh in that same slot I saw remake remix ripoff which is a new documentary about the Turkish film industry. So all those crazy r- Turkish ripoff movies, it's about that. And they're they're talking to these guys who made hundreds of movies a year. Oh god. Oh, god. <laughs> because they were they had three writers writing 300 movies a year. <laughs> basically. Uh, when when you say writing, is there some quotes around that verb? Writing? Oh, no, no. They, they basically had, like, stock plots, and they'd just take the blocks of them and, and switch them around. And, you know, they'd see American movies and go, let's remake that. And a few years later, let's remake that same movie. And a few years later, let's remake that same movie. Or remake this movie with zombies. Remake this movie with... And they just mix and match as fast as possible. Using... Using bath a, rugs for costumes. Bath, yeah, bath mats, and and uh, um, <laughs> they had no copyright laws for the longest time in Turkey, which is why they they would rip off stuff just blatantly. You'd see characters dressed in like a Spider-Man outfit with a Batman belt, and you know all these logo items because there were no copyright laws. And using using like the soundtrack to The Godfather over everything. Everything. <laughs> Seriously. How many people uh, yeah. died? Did they mention how many people uh, they witnessed actually yeah, died? They're, they're, they go into that. They're the, uh, not necessarily people getting seriously injured on these shoots. Um, having no... Uh, there is... They show them putting together a rig like they used to for, um, for dolly shots. Uh-huh. They didn't have all the elaborate setup for a dolly shot. So what they did is they just made this kind of wooden rig that looks like a table that runs in tracks. And they and the tracks are exactly as wide as a bar of ivory soap. And they'd nail the soap to the bottom of the legs and then put water in the tracks. And they'd scoot the soap table 
across the tracks. Oh my god, it's brilliant! Amazing. So yeah, it's it's all this crazy stuff. You know, people telling stories about working in the Turkish film industry, and it's amazing. It's hypnotic. Oh, okay. I I yeah, do want to see that. It, it it is really great. And they had one of the Turkish directors here, and you know he'll be speaking at other. Uh, dear listeners, they're actually doing a Turkish highlight section at this festival. There are like four. Turkish movies that come with this documentary. There, there's Turkish specials on yeah. the menu. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, the Turkish flatbread is fantastic. Amazing. Good to know. Yeah. You can get baklava. Yes. So, um, heading into round four, this is where I got into a secret screening. Now, secret screenings at Fantastic Fest are highly sought after, and it is... Not uncommon, but you feel pretty lucky when you're on a regular badge instead of a VIP badge if you manage to get into one. And I did! Yay! Yes. <clears throat> no idea what I was going to see. Rumors were flying wild. Star Wars, it could be this. It could be The Hateful Eight. Who knows? It wasn't either of those, but I will tell you it was Crimson Peak. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's <laughs> latest, and it's... Oh, it's a, and he, he was adamant because he was there, of course, and he came to speak before and after the movie, and he was adamant it's not a horror film, it is a gothic romance, and it's true, and it's fantastic, and it's a gothic romance like you very, you don't really get to see, and oh my god, Tom Hiddleston in period clothes with a billowy white shirt looking sort of gaunt and haunted, that is what sex is made of. Oh, oh God. Oh. Wendy may have been talking about this all night. Oh, my God. He really knows how to wear that shirt and take it off. And, and it's got Jessica Chastain. She's fantastic. And she's fantastic. And it's got Mia Wazik. Mike Wazowski. Her. Yeah. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mike Wazowski. She's in it, too. Those are the three big people. Oh, and it's got Charlie Hunnam, the actor that... Nobody remembers. Like, he's seriously the most unmemorable actor in Hollywood. I'm looking at his face like, I know I should know who you are. I have no idea who you are. Just call him Mr. Bland and be done with it. Seriously, Mr. Bland. (laughs) Anyway, Crimson Peak, if you've seen the trailer, you should be excited for it. It looks amazing. (laughs) And it is very much that whole secrets hidden underneath uh, hidden currents what's really going on and you know and she's she's pale and blonde and dressed right. in white and they're dressed in black and it goes from there and and of course their house is on a red clay mine so everything is seeping blood red clay <laughs> it was glorious <laughs> what did you see melissa i saw dag brilliant dag okay so in this time slot you know everybody pretty much got into like crimson peak or green room which also rocked the house neither of us have seen it yet but all the buzz on green room is oh yeah and like i got shoved into dag season four which to be fair is not a bad thing because dag um was made by the same people who made a little movie uh, a couple years called a couple years ago called fuck up Okay. I loved fuck up. Love it. Um, it's the exact same creative team. And these guys can make comedies that go from absurd to actual real affecting drama and then go right back to absurd. They've got this and, and it doesn't feel alien at any point. So it's um, 
the, what DAG is, it's a uh, TV show in Norway, and it's been running for a few seasons, and they actually brought season four with them, and they showed the first couple episodes and the last couple episodes and kind of filled us in in between what was going on in the middle. And uh, it's really good. It's about a marriage counselor who pretty much believes that nobody should be together at all, and so he tries to get people to break up. He's just kind of this mis- misanthropist. And... Um, and, but he falls in love with another counselor and, uh, you know, he starts reassessing his look upon the world. And, that, you know, that's like the central drama of the story. But he has a brother who's uh, pretty much fucks anything that moves. And he's always getting into uh, problems. And um, there is a scene where two people in the car are stuck with a badger in the car <laughs> and badger rips into a bag of cocaine and therefore you have a cocaine fueled badger uh, and and once you get to the cocaine fueled badger it's like oh I'm I'm all in honestly <laughs> I mean that was the only was not the only crazy thing to happen in this yeah but a cocaine fueled badger I, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, that right there is like mwah, the quintessential Fantastic Fest moment. It's like, we have a cocaine-fueled badger now. Thank you. Thank you, world. Cocaine-fueled badger is the name of my Violent Femmes cover band. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes. So after that... <coughs> after that, 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 that... We were at the final slide of the night, so Wendy and I wound up at the Fantastic Debates. Yes. So not a movie. No, it's an event. It's an event. Uh, and it is yeah. a debate... There is a resolution and a pro and a con that is argued. Now, these um, debates take place in a boxing ring. Yep. (laughs) And these debates topics are singularly geeky. Mm -hmm. So one of the ones tonight was, of the two Davids, which is the better director, David Cronenberg or David Lynch? And they had two uh, Fantastic Fest directors up arguing it. So uh, the guy who directed Almost Human was up there, and I forget who the other dude was. Um, yeah, pretty he, much. He every- directed something that I hadn't seen. But pretty much everybody yeah. up there was an actor, director, producer, somebody involved with Fantastic Fest. Either owner of the draft. The owner um, of the draft. House, owner of the Tim draft Lee. house. We kicked it off with: uh, Was Godzilla a piece of CGI crap, or was it an actual worthwhile kaiju movie? Um, and, the, and the guys came up dressed as Godzilla and Ultraman, and they actually did an iron cage match with little buildings inside. They did. It. it was awesome. So first they do their debates where you, and they go back and forth. So we have, you know, A, B, A, B, right? So A presents their argument, B presents their arguments, A rebuts, B rebuts, and then they head into the ring to to really decide the outcome, honestly. Yeah, they beat the snot out of each other. And they really do. And yeah. it's oddly and sort of maybe shamefully enjoyable to watch two people just pound on well, each other. especially since they're not professional boxers. No, they're, they're just kind of flailing at each other. Kind of hugging and grappling and sort of, cha- in one case, just chasing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was just running away from it. Pretty boy didn't want to get hit. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. We had Goonies versus Monster, Monster Squad. Squad. Uh, we, um, we had, uh, well... Director versus actor. Yeah, director versus actor. With uh, um, Owen versus Noah. Yeah, Noah Segan. And, <laughs> yeah. And then we ended on... Um, 
hog hunt or no hog hunt. Uh, and so, dear listeners, what this was about was um, usually Fantastic Fest has a hog hunt on one of the days where they take a few people out in a helicopter and they shoot feral hogs from the helicopter. Now, this is a thing um, in Texas. Um, there is enormous hog population that is feral and incredibly destructive and like um, in the millions yeah in the millions this is an invasive species that is doing incredible amounts of damage to the agriculture to the wildlife to the environment their sewage is poisoning the groundwater yeah it's a real huge problem we do they do need to control the feral hog population yeah so so it's actually um encouraged to go hunting hogs from a helicopter here you don't want to hunt a hog from the ground i will tell you that so um and traditionally there would be a hog hunt uh each year and this year there was a uh, somebody protested and did a change.org protest uh petition against the hog hunt because not just not just because oh no you shouldn't hunt animals but the the key thing was um you're taking amateurs out hunting these hogs if you just wound them it takes them hours to die that's inhumane and it's a fair point they got a point they got and also there's a little bit of woohoo we're gonna go kill things from a helicopter which is a little disturbing well yeah and well like this year's announcement about the hog hunt really played into the hey we're in texas we're gonna shoot stuff and they kind of do play that up but they didn't even mention that these are feral hogs and they're doing damage and that's why we're doing this it's the uh it it had the wrong tone it had the wrong tone and they got called on it and i will say tim league responded in a classy manner which is what i expect from him he Mm -hmm. pulled the event he made a statement and he invited in all seriousness he's like look I will even stand up on stage at the fantastic debates and I invite somebody who believes in this to debate me on this. Yeah. And and granted, it does mean that who the person who stood up also got to take some swings at Tim Lee. Yeah, and the person happened to, well, I I'm not sure if the person they got actually was just yeah. debating for the sake of debate or was a big believer in, you know, keeping hard the hogs to alive. Know. But um, he was like a five-time karate champion. Yeah, Tim <laughs> League was getting pounded on. Yeah. So, Tim, you know, Tim. always, always it, satisfied. I mean, because even though satisfaction. He, he didn't bring his feet to this fight, his arms were doing some serious damage all on their own. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was laughing at the the non-pro and all of the amateurs. After a while, their idea of punching was just to stick their arm out straight and sort of ram at each other. Just <laughs> yeah, run just, and, uh, run and uh. just poke with their arm out. It's like, oh, God, look at them. They look so sad. So anyway, uh, listeners, yeah. it yeah. is after 2 in the morning. It has been a long day. It has been a great day. We're being attacked by creatures. And yeah, they're starting to circle. Yeah, so we're we're going to clean up and uh, head out and get a little bit of sleep and watch a full, full slate again tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep. And for many days after. Yep. All right. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> All right, listeners. This has been another of our um, daily uh, report. Oh God, language. Daily with Fantastic the- Fest reports. We will see you tomorrow. I could have done it. You don't know. All right. Good night. Good night, listeners. It's a new cinema pleasure.